0: ranger creed is recited by a formation of rangers at a ceremony you always hear the narrator say will all rangers past and present please join as we recite the ranger creed every ranger will stand and as they say those six stanzas they are transformed back to a time when they had the pleasure and the burden of this brotherhood that feeling is hard to describe however it's one that never leaves you it's a connection that spans a globe and can be reignited when you hear the phrase Ranger, what battalion were you from? Amongst this formation, there are Rangers that stand out. They are legends of this elite organization, and when their names are spoken, people instantly have a story, and for a moment, relive it. Legends of the 75th podcast wants to capture that feeling and those stories. We want to ensure that these legends' triumphs and sacrifices never fade away. So sit back with your favorite adult beverage and listen to the stories from the Legends of the 75th. All right, today, hey, I got an opportunity to sit down with one of these legends, Command Sergeant Major, retired Mike Hall. So if you don't know who Command Sergeant Major Mike Hall is, I'm going to run through his bio and then we're going to dive into, you know, just kind of gleaning the amazing parts of uh, his epic journey. And uh, as I was preparing the introduction, I realized... I'm going to have to literally cover the wave, wave tops, because if I try to cover everything, it's going to take an hour just to get through it all because he's got an amazing, amazing career. So he entered the Army in 1976, first serving in 175 until 1983, where he went to Cordell Airborne Ranger Company. And I I definitely have some questions uh, about that, but it was an ROTC program. Until 1995 or 85, where he went back to 175 to serve as a platoon sergeant and a first sergeant and also a liaison officer. From there, he went to the 101st to serve as a battalion CSM until 1996, where he came back and he was the regimental command sergeant major of the 75th Range Regiment. And then in 2000, he became the JSOC sergeant major. In 2001, the USASOC sergeant major until he retired in 2008 after 32 years on active duty. However, that wasn't quite the end. In 2009, he was recalled from retirement for a position at the International Security Assistance Force, NATO, until 2010. He's also been part of Operation Just Cause, Uphold Democracy, Desert Storm, Operation Joint Endeavor, and Operation Iraqi Freedom, and Enduring Freedom. Sergeant Major, it is an absolute honor to have you on today. I know I kind of covered the wave tops, but if we can just kind of start at the beginning, you know, what, you know, you joined the military, you want to join the military, you know, what kind of prompted that? And more specifically, why did you want to become a ranger?
1: Well, sergeant major is like three syllables, so it's probably going to be quicker and save time if you call me Mike. But, uh,
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, really yeah so I, I
1: grew up uh, just west of Cleveland. i tell you this story to, to sort of lead into, uh, I think, the point of it. Yeah, you know, you know, one of them broken homes. Uh, I never really knew my dad. He left when I was, you know, 2 or 3 years old. Uh, had a couple of stepdaddies which didn't really work out too well. Uh, I grew up on welfare. Uh you know, but when you we, when you're a kid and you grow up on welfare, you don't really realize it till you sort of look back, you know, on, on what you didn't have, you know. But you know, life life was good. I had and a couple of good uncles that took care of us. You know, my mom was a was a very good person. But uh you know, college wasn't an option. Uh, you know, I I thought I could play professional baseball, except for one thing, I wasn't very good. So, uh, you know, I had a couple of half, half scholarships, but there was no way I was going to college. just couldn't afford it. But then again, you know, back then it was, you know, that's what people did. You graduated high school and you went in the service. And uh, it's funny, too, because it really wasn't, you didn't go in the Army, you went in the service. You know, it's sort of a different, a different uh, way of looking at things uh, back then, too. Uh, so I always wanted to be a Marine, signed up to be a Marine, delayed enlistment, walked out and there's uh, an Army recruiter, uh, major standing outside, had a uh, in his khaki smoking a cigarette and said, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join and be a Marine. Why do you want to be a Marine? I said, I want to be a Marine. I want to be a Marine infantryman. And he goes, oh, here comes a sucker because this is, you know, right after Vietnam is coming down they're starting the, the Volar force and, you know, nobody's joining, the, nobody's joining the Army and the Marines to be an infantryman or be a rifleman. And uh, so he brought me in his office and told me all these stories about, uh, about Rangers. And so I signed up to do that. And of course, everything he told me was sort of untrue because he didn't know because the Ranger battalions had, had just, they just,
0: they just started. Yeah. yeah they
1: just started. And uh, so this was, this was really December of 75. So I signed up and got to Fort Benning and uh, Fort Knox for basic and, and uh, Fort Benning for AIT. And then, Drill Sergeant called us in formation and, and, you know, told it, you know, started calling off nature people to get on a bus, go to airborne school. My name wasn't called. I said, Drill Sergeant, I'm going to airborne school because I'm going to be an airborne Ranger. He checks the list. He goes, no, you ain't. You're going to 24th infantry division. I said, what? Uh, I said, no, I, you know, this is what I signed up for. And so he was a good drill Sergeant. He went in there and found my paperwork and he said, Nope. It says you signed up to go to the 24th infantry division. I thought, you know, Lesson number one about the army: read the things that you sign. So, uh, I got to the I got to the twenty fourth, uh, the old replacement detachment there, and and uh, we're getting ready to, uh, to to head over to the unit. And then uh, this Ranger first sergeant, a guy named Gary Carpenter, uh, was a B Company first sergeant then uh, became the first you know regimental sergeant major. And uh, a couple of staff sergeants showed up, and you know one of them, the recently passed sergeant major Seabees, and uh, they said, "Who wants to be a ranger?" And I raised my hand. I said, "Yeah, that's what I signed up for." So they gave us the old five-event PT test, and uh, uh, and that was rip. I mean, that's that was rip then, because uh, it really oh, wasn't. It was at the unit? Yeah, I mean, because oh, okay. there was really. I mean, they formed the battalions, and they really hadn't got around to figuring out how they're going to sustain the battalions because, I mean, General Abrams had always said that it uh, was actually well, it was actually General DePew. People say it was Abrams, but it was DePew. Who was actually probably pulling the strings more than anybody, you know? And they were going to form the battalions and uh, decide what right looked like and go out and get the re- you know make the rest of the army better. So they hadn't really decided how they're going to sustain the battalions. So they were they were just recruiting and uh, so they went down there and I took the five event PT test and and uh, one of the one of the events I can't I remember what it's called I think it's the knee bender but mm-hmm. it's basically called you know beat your boots I don't know if they do that anymore because it's probably yeah, bad they don't. Thing, I guess. And, uh, so I'm doing them and Sergeant CBs is talking to you. he He's, he knows somebody at the repo depot and he's talking and BS. And, and finally he goes, he goes, stop. He goes, how many did you do? And I had remembered from AIT that the max was 80 and I wasn't counting. So I just looked at him. I said, 80. And he goes, good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that was sort of a, uh, and, you know, and he goes, "Good." He goes, "A ranger never lies to another ranger." Of course, that was really the first time I had heard that. You know, yeah. but it was it was my sort of my you know my first lesson about being a ranger. So uh, you know, I you know got to the company and uh, was assigned a weapons platoon. We had a guy named uh, Archel Cobb, who was our first sergeant, and again another regimental sergeant major, and and he lined us up by height. You know, shortest to tallest, and. And he took the three smallest guys and he goes, he goes, you three guys are going to weapons platoon. I'm thinking that's good. I, <laughs> Why
0: did they always do that? That's yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, probably because cops started it. And, uh, and I thought weapons, and that's good. I joined the army. I know it has to do with weapons. That's probably a good thing. I had no idea what weapons platoon was. Of course, weapons platoon was, was the 60 millimeter mortar section and the 90 millimeter recall anti tank section. But I got in there and I had a, had a, a squad later guy named Mike Brooks, from Macon, Georgia. And uh, Mike gathered us, gathered the whole, the whole section around and asked some questions. And, and he, you know, he did a bunch of little stuff. And uh, this is, you know, reception and integration, how it's supposed to be done, something that stuck with me. And he said, to, he said, you know, we're a starch and spit shine unit. And, uh, you know, which is, again, a bygone era. And he goes, you know how to spit shine your boots? And I said, well, not really. So he grabbed one of my boots and, and spit-shined it. And he gave my other, my other, I don't know, we got issued four sets of jungle boots in. And he gave the other three of the boots, because one was going to be your field boots, and, to the rest of the squad. And they, they spit-shined my boots. And he goes, you got it? And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, you know, we starch our fatigues. And this was before, you know, they had the laundries. And he goes, you know how to iron? I said, no, I don't know how to iron. So, you know, he, he sat down there and, uh, you know, ironed, ironed. Uh, we, we were wearing the old uh, OG 107 camouflage fatigues back then, the Vietnam era. So he he uh, he starched them up and then, he, you know, the rest of my uniforms he gave to the rest of the squad and they starched them up. He goes, you got it? And I said, yeah, he did a bunch of little stuff like that. And then he he gave me a, a, an envelope with my mom's address on it. And he goes, he goes, I want you to write your mom. And, you know, and here's the number to the CQ because nobody had phones. We just had, you know, one central phone there in the barracks. The only guy that was married in the whole platoon was uh, the platoon leader, uh, Pat Logan. And uh, so he says, you call your mom and you tell her if she needs, you know, if she's got any questions to call me. Yeah, I said, I don't care if you tell her you're happy or unhappy, but, you know, just if you got any questions. So, again, you know, going back to my story and how I grew up and, you know, I did call my mom that night, went down to the payphone. And I said, you know, because uh, you didn't go home on leave for basic and AIT back then. So this is the first time I'd really talked to my mom. And I said, you know, mom, I've got the 10 best friends I've ever had in my life. Oh, wow. And, you know, again, it has a little to do you know, with my story and how I grew up. And, and, and I wasn't, wasn't the best kid and really didn't have friends, 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 you know, guy, you know, friend to the end, someone you could really count on. You know, but that's that was my reception, you know, and just the way Brooks, you know, taught us, you know, the importance of that. You know, but also follow that. I mean, it was a very, it was a very disciplined unit. It's very, it was a very physical unit. Uh yeah. Non-commissioned officers, if they felt that there was no harassment, there was no sophomoric, you know, rites of passage kind of thing. But if a non-commissioned officer felt he had to get your attention for some reason, and a lesson needed to be learned, then it happened. And uh, you know, but 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 still, back then, I mean, you didn't you didn't do things because you were afraid of your sergeants. You did things because you didn't want to let them down, you know, based on those lessons. And so you know, even though, you know, so it, w- it was a balance of, it was a balance of, you know, discipline and self-discipline. And of course the ultimate goal of, of being uh, self-discipline. So, you know, that, that, that's how I ended up, that's how I ended up uh, uh, in the Rangers and, you know, and, and uh, you know, those, those, those couple incidents, incidents there, you know, really shaped me, you know, a Ranger never lies to another Ranger. Uh, you know, Cobb putting all the little guys in a weapons platoon because he knew we wouldn't quit. And, you know, just the reception integration, you know, a, a leader that, that shows he cares, you know, by doing the little things, but also cares enough to make sure, you know, that you're disciplined to realize, Hey, this is important stuff, you know? So it's that balance of, uh, of showing he truly cared, but also making sure you understand that, you know, there was consequences when you didn't meet the standard.
0: This was an excerpt of the legends of the 75th podcast. If you want to listen to the entire episode, go to the show notes and sign up for exclusive membership. Why are we charging? Some of the guests want to know that their stories have a level of protection and can share freely without it being available to the general public. To produce a professional product, it costs money. Your subscription helps us ensure we keep it to the level of what's expected from this elite organization. The podcast is the first phase. We plan to add videos, apparel, Ranger history blog, and more episodes each month. So as Legends grows, you will get more bang for your buck. We don't want to interrupt or muddle episodes with sponsorship clips or ads. Your support is much appreciated. We look forward to building this exclusive group with your support. Rangers lead the way.